The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Hey there, Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, please go ahead and smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. You have consent. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, please knock that out while you're here. Let's get into it. Texas was tested Thursday night for the first time since the Longhorns, uh, Smoked Gonzaga two weeks ago. The Creighton Blue Jays visited the Moody Center. It's a top 10 matchup. Final score, Texas 72, Creighton 67. It's a competitive game, but uh, Texas did lead the entire second half and by as many as 11 points at one point to improve to 6-0 on the season. So Chris Beard's Longhorns are now uh, 6-0 with wins over Gonzaga and Creighton. They remain number one in my top 25 and one. Deadleg, what's your main takeaway from Texas over Creighton on Thursday night. I think my main takeaway, and we'll talk Zona, Utah in a minute here, but they have a they have a, a thread that ties them together. And it's that both teams were done in by just anemic shooting from three-point range. Not the sole reason, but a major factor in that. Um, Creighton specifically didn't make a... It was, what, 4 of 27 from three-point range. Didn't make a second three until deep into the second half. And a little bit of a weird game in that uh, I actually I watched the whole thing, but I wanted to watch it from start to finish and try and get the the young ones down there. So I I, I had it on uh, pause delay. So I was catching up until I got to the second half. So when I started it, it's probably around seven twenty seven twenty five, And I thought I thought, damn, like, you know, this is an incredible start. They had they, they must have changed leads like four times in the first four minutes, GP. And just a great, great start of a game. The end result, the final score didn't reflect that. It got a little bit bumpy thereafter. Creighton was kind of constantly playing catch up. Um, Marcus Carr, I thought, was was certainly key. Uh, he had a couple of foul shots late in the final 10 seconds that basically clinched the win. He had 19 points. He's really come along quite well, which has been great to see. But Texas won. I thought it was, it was big that they won despite Carr and Hunter combining to shoot, what, 14 to 35 from the field. And just it's it's a it's a good win for Texas. Creighton almost was able to steal it. Uh, you know, they've lost back-to-back games against top 15 competition, understandably so, away from home, losing the title game in Maui, and then having to go down to Austin there. But 
the crate just not having the shooting it normally would. I thought if it had had a normal night, it would have been able to steal it, but it didn't. Uh, no huge reason to uh, to be concerned about the Jays just yet or anything like that. This is way more about Texas, and Texas has also not yet played a game outside of its state, played a game outside of really cozy confines. That will change uh, Tuesday when Texas has to play in the Jimmy V against a very good Illinois team. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying this is true, but what if we find out that Arizona and Creighton can only shoot in Maui? Wouldn't that wouldn't that be the plot? Quite the uh, quite the plot development. Hey, listen, one game in, one sample size. Certainly, that's uh, that's part of it. Creighton was just it was, you know, sometimes you just have those games, and it, certainly credit to the environment and Texas's defense. But sometimes it is just it's luck swinging one way or the other. And I'm not going to say with 100 confidence. I'll say it with 95 percent confidence. Creighton's not going to have another game where if it takes at least 25 three pointers, it makes four or fewer. That was that was strangely bad for them. And yet, despite all that, they really almost came back and stole it at the end. Yeah, the Creighton, 4 of 27 from 3. Baylor Shireman, former Jackrabbit, 3 of 13 from beyond the arc. So some some of that was Texas, sure. But if you watch the game, you know a, a lot of it was Creighton just missing missing shots that, that Creighton made in Maui. They, they were missing them inside the Moody Center. I'm with you. That's a good shooting team. And what um, what what they what they did Thursday night at the Moody Center from beyond the arc is not uh, probably not, probably not something that they'll they'll ever do again. Texas, by the way, is now up to 13th in adjusted offensive efficiency and third in adjusted defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. It's an early episode trivia time. Oh boy, here we go. Um, I got one coming for you later, but late on me. Only two other teams in the country are uh, top 15 in both adjusted offense and adjusted defense, according to Ken Palm. I just told you, Texas is one. Two other teams are both in the top 15 of uh, of both categories. Can you name them? I don't know. Let's see if I can get two and, and three guesses here. Uh, I don't have Ken Palm up. Don't know. I will. Houston is my first guess. Houston is not an accurate answer. Mm. Uh, Illinois has been pretty damn good to start the season. Illinois is another guess. Illinois, much to the dismay of Tom Fornelli, is not an accurate answer. Got to say, UConn's been awesome. Huskies, give it to me. UConn has been awesome. UConn is one of them. UConn is ninth in offense, eighth in defense. UConn is actually the only team that's top 10 in both right now. Then who would the other one be? I'm trying to scan through the undefeated teams that this would qualify with. Uh, it, is an undefe- it is an undefeated team. It is an undefeated team. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Give me a time zone. Over the well, years. Unless, unless your hint is better than the time zone. I think my hint's better than time zone. In recent years, this school is in a state that has endured internet problems but seems, really, but seems to be operating the internet seems to be blazing in this state right now is it really the damn indiana hoosiers right now it's the damn, it's the damn indiana hoosiers it's the damn indiana right. hoosiers indiana's 12th in offense 11th in defense according to ken palm those are the only three teams top 15 in both texas yukon and my indiana hoosiers how about that? Um, how <laughs> good for the friggin' Hoosiers. By the way, 
Uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge is obviously ending, as we mentioned on a previous pod. Rest uh, in this peace. Texas, yeah, this Texas Creighton deal uh, was the fourth year of the Big 12 Big East battle. Not quite as ballyhooed, but still, uh, there are at least another two seasons of this. And this actually works out pretty pretty well. I actually think it's a, a pretty good series that uh, that splits networks. This uh, Creighton, Texas was on ESPN, and then Fox Sports 1 gets the games when a Big East team hosts. And so uh, a nice interconference thing that will run alongside ACC, SEC moving forward there. Nice win for Texas. And quick question for you on this. I don't know where you had Texas in your... Oh, you know what? I actually, I did want to bring that up. Let's see if I can bring this up. You know what? I think I can. I want to, I forgot to do this on the final episode of the preseason. But do I have this here? Because what I wanted was... I wanted to read you aloud your top 25 and 1. As I did a year ago. You may or may not remember this. But your top 25 and 1 at the start of the offseason where every team ranked i see if i guess if i can find the document there but before i get to that texas preseason how much i don't know if you have a vague idea how much have they jumped in your rankings overall since say november 5th november 6th i do not remember i don't even want to be wrong about it i do not remember where i had texas in the preseason but, but i can tell you right now i've got texas at number 1 okay do you think that texas is the best team or it has the best resume right now? Or are those you know, one and the same? I, they, they don't have the best resume. Purdue's got the best resume. That that, that seems pretty obvious to me. Purdue has, I think, four wins over teams I also have ranked in the top 25 and one. They have four wins over top 35 Ken Palm teams. That leads the country. Uh, Purdue's got the best resume. Um I, you know, I, I don't know that Texas is the best team in the country. If I'm being completely honest, but but here's here's what here's what I do think is a reasonable thing to say: that you could reasonably, right now, in this moment, if you were into ranking basketball teams, have mm-hmm. Texas, Houston, Purdue, Virginia, UConn, or Indiana. You could have six different teams reasonably ranked number one right now. How good is that? How good of a commentary is that on the sport right now that we're, you know, we're approaching the fourth week of the season and we have that many teams that are just in the conversation and could have a viable, viable state to that. I I don't like if you, if you're an AP voter and you had to turn in a ballot at right now, you could have any of those teams ranked number one. And there's no, there's nothing anybody can say to you rooted in the idea that your ballot is ridiculous. You know, they, um, the only one of that group that doesn't have like a big signature win is Houston. Um, but, you know, that's just schedule related. Obviously, Houston is undefeated and, and obliterating, you know, pretty much everybody. And Houston did schedule a game at Oregon that was supposed to be an opportunity for a big signature win. We just sort of found out Oregon is uh, not as good as, as most anticipated. But yeah, yeah, you know, th- those are the top six in the top 25 and one right now. And I've got them in this order. Texas, Houston, Purdue, Virginia, UConn, Indiana. But you could, you could, you could, I think, reasonably take those six teams, put them in literally any order, and you're fine. That's good stuff. I can't find your first edition. It's somewhere buried in a Google Doc, just a different one. I'll try and get that uh, moving forward because I just wanted to look at just how much has changed from the initial one. There's going to be some minor changes, some major changes, but it's always fun to look back. But I don't have that. Uh, I don't have that right off the top there. Texas, I thought, was the biggest winner from Thursday night. But if there's a close number two GP, it's got to be Utah, right? 
Well, yeah, but one one last thing though on, on Texas because I I think I was, I was trying to I was just trying to I know I, I know I, I was know, just trying to throw it right in for you might be might be I, it's all good I um you know I think Texas has not a perfect roster um uh configuration relative to this era of college basketball but but like one that I think is perhaps the blueprint to flourishing in this era of college basketball with name, image, and likeness and the one-time transfer waiver. If you look at Texas's top eight scores, it's literally six transfers and two five-star freshmen. It's Tyrese Hunter, a transfer from Iowa State. Marcus Carr, a transfer from Minnesota. Serge Barry Rice, transfer from New Mexico State. Dylan DeSue, transfer from Vanderbilt. Dylan Mitchell, five-star freshman. Timmy Allen, transfer from Utah. Arterio Mo- uh, Morris, five-star freshman. Christian Bishop transfer from Creighton. Topics eight scores. Six of them are transfers. Two of them are five-star freshmen. All of them are either in their first season or second season at Texas. And I really do think that that is more or less the best way to build a college basketball team in this era. Transfers and impactful freshmen. And if you look at Texas's 2023 recruiting class right now, they got two prospects signed. Ron Holland, A.J. Johnson, two five-star high school recruits, both top 15 prospects. Take them, bring back what you can, uh, add what you need via the transfer portal with NIL being a lure, and be great again. Like, that's a recipe that works. And I I think, I don't want to say Chris Beard has figured this out before anybody else because other coaches have figured this out, but that's the way to do it. Transfers and impactful freshmen, you don't need anybody else. That was one of the central themes to the story I did on Florida and Todd Golden over the summer and one of his um, recruiting philosophies as he tries to get it going there at Florida. GP, I got to say, if uh, you know, if Texas wasn't the biggest winner on Thursday night, I mean, or if it was, <laughs> Utah had to be a close number two, right? Arizona took its first loss of the season Thursday night, but, but Arizona did it the best way possible. I'll tell you how in a moment. First, though, word from our partners. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So Arizona, 
Played at Utah on Thursday night. It didn't go well. Final score, Utah 81, Arizona 66. So the fourth-ranked Wildcats uh, and, and the Maui Invitational uh, champions are now 6-1 and one with a loss to a Utah team that entered the game ranked outside of the top 60 at Ken Palm and a Utah team that had previously lost to Sam Houston State. Listen, nobody, nobody likes to lose especially on the road to an unranked team when you're undefeated and ranked fourth in the AP poll. Um, But if you have to lose, this is exactly the way to do it. If you have to lose, you you should lose on the Pac-12 network because then nobody will see it. And so it's kind of like it didn't even really happen. Like, like, I know the box score says Arizona lost, but I can't tell you for certain it happened. I didn't see it. I don't think anybody else did either. I can report that I did watch it. I do get the Pac-12 network. No, I don't, don't get no, nobody I, gets the Pac-12 network. I've got some issues with some other channels. We'll get to that in just a few here. But I do. I I I'm sorry to report it's. I'm one of fifteen, maybe twenty. I know you're. I know you're having issues with it, and you continue to have issues with it. My, so I, my, I went and double checked this last night. My most recent Directv bill is three hundred fifty-three dollars and twenty-two cents. Okay, stop bragging. And I cannot get the Pac-12 network. I called DirecTV and I said, give me everything you got. Give me everything you got. And I can't get the Pac-12 network. It's like Bigfoot, the Pac-12 network. Like people say they've seen it, but nobody can prove it. I might have to FaceTime you. I, I might. If there's, an, there's another key game here on the, uh, on the P-12N, as they call it, but out there in the Bay Area, I might just have, have you watch it that When way, you get a FaceTime from, some, from somebody that's not your wife, does it make you nervous? I get nervous. Question. Uh, how often? That's not okay. So my most common FaceTime. My first of all, um, wife and I only ever FaceTime if one of us is on a work trip. That's the only time that ever happens. I'm overwhelmingly. Let's break this down real quick. This is a college basketball podcast. So after all, let's talk about FaceTime. Kind of. What, what would you say is your ratio of phone call to FaceTime? I would say I am probably... 95 to 5 phone call over FaceTime. I, I am not a FaceTime dude that much. What about you? Yes, something like that. I mean, 20 to 1, something. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. Yeah, that's about. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, the, I get FaceTime from uh, my wife, yes. from my parents who want to FaceTime with their yeah. grandkids. Correct. That's the that's by far the most popular FaceTime situation I'm encountering. And that's about it. But every once in a while, I'll get. And I never know if it's an accident or not because I, 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 I just I refuse to answer them. I get nervous. Um, I'll get just like a random name pop up on my phone and it's like FaceTime. And I'm like, what is this person? What is going on here? And then I just I just hide. <laughs> I like I put my phone over there. I hide from you throw it. your phone against the couch and you run into another room. Yeah, I like I like kneel down. I'm like, I don't want to accidentally answer this. Then I'm face to face with somebody. I don't want to be. Fa- I don't want to just be abruptly face to face with somebody. That's nerve wracking. If I get a, I'll every so often I'll get one from one of my brothers, and then if I get a buddy, and this will happen maybe once or twice a year, if I see a buddy is facetiming me, there's I, there's something ridiculous that's happening. Like I actually I get a little excited. Like what's going on? Like what what idiocy are you getting into that uh, that you need to be facetiming me? And and that's usually the uh, that's usually the case there. I'll tell, I will, you, I'll, I'll tell you after after the podcast. I got one at some point over the past couple of years from a college basketball coach and I, and the name popped up and it was like, if it was just the name, like a phone call I would have answered in a second, but it was a FaceTime 
And I think it was probably an accident. I've never clarified. But I was like, there is no scenario where I'm answering this FaceTime right now. Because if it is an accident, it's kind of weird. You got to have that, oh, yeah. I didn't mean to FaceTime me thing. And if it's not an accident, well, then that, yeah, I was just nervous. I just didn't want to, I just couldn't do it. I hid from my phone. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, well, nice little FaceTime, FaceTime corner here. Arizona loses on the road, was averaging 97 and a half Prove points it. going into this game, scored 66, shot four of 28 from three point range. So similarly terrible from three point range, just as Creighton was, both those teams on the road. Uh, and then its backcourt didn't play well. You know, shot five of 27 overall, only had 17 points. It, you know, Arizona is, I don't know if it's the only team. I didn't look through every schedule before the pod here. It's played more games away from its home arena to this point than at it. And we are, you know, we're in, it's December 2nd here. That will actually be true through the end of next weekend because Arizona's got a home game and then it's got a neutral against those Indiana Hoosiers there. I would. I don't know this to be true 100%. I would imagine that Arizona is going to be the only team in the sport at the high major level to have played more games away from its home venue than not through the first month plus of the season. Now, eventually that will swing back. They've got three, four by games before they get to Christmas. But all things considered, if you're an Arizona fan, you're, you're taking this unquestionably. Six and one to this point, you get the Maui championship, and then you, you just have an off night. I pick Utah eighth. In the Pac-12 in the preseason, you had it 11th. It's still early. Hopes obviously surfacing after a win like this that the Utes can be a top half of the top half of the league kind of team. And the win basically cancels out that home loss against Sam Houston State. But Sam Houston State also has to win to Oklahoma. It's a top 100 team in predictive metrics as of today, so it's actually not a terrible loss at this point. Uh, but getting this kind of victory certainly helps uh, ease the damage from that. Um, I do have a trivia time for you here. I noted. Uh, on Twitter late Thursday night that it was the 10-year anniversary of actually the passing of Rick, of Rick Majerus, which, by the way, I, 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 I actually remember having to... I remember that news happening and having to write the headline for .com. Parrish, this is one of those examples for me. If, if you would have asked me three days ago, like, how long has it been since Rick Majerus passed? I honestly probably would have said, I think it's been like seven years. I cannot believe it has been 10 years since that man died. That is that is unreal to me that it's already been uh, 10 years. Um, I, I saw I, your I tweet, never, and I thought yeah. the exact same thing. I, I was like, 10 years? Rick's 10 been there years for 10 already? years? Because if you'd asked the same thing, you'd asked me three days ago, uh, how long has Rick Majerus been gone? I said, I don't know, four or five years, probably? Something like that? Crazy, right? Time flies, doesn't it? That it was one of those where I don't know. Occasionally, you'll see something like that. Our, our the way our minds perceive the concept of time is wild to me sometimes, and uh, and that's a perfect example where I'm like, damn, ten years. So Utah on the ten year anniversary of Majerus's passing, obviously former great, uh, former great coach there, um, gets the win. Here's the trivia time. Okay. Where's Arizona ranked right now? In what? In in basketball, like in the AP poll. I, I was just trying. I was just trying to say, you Arizona's top five. I think, team. Arizona, I think, I think Arizona was fourth in the AP poll. Um, yeah. I they were fourth in my top twenty-five and one. I dropped them to thirteenth this morning. The last time that Arizona was able to get a win of this level and beat a team ranked inside the top five, none other 
than Rick Majerus was the coach. 2002. Okay. I'm familiar with what that team. Year. What team do you think they beat when they last did that? Stanford. My man. Look at you. Did I get that? Great call. Right away. Let's raise, let's, let's raise a glass to me. Great job, GP. Great job. That's the trivia time there. Good on the Utes. We'll see what they can develop into. RIP Rick Majerus. How did I get that? I, I, you're just feeling it here on a Friday morning. Stanford just came out of my mouth. <laughs> it did. It did. Good job. That's all I got for you. Do you think there's anything to like a Maui hangover? There, I, I believe John Calipari has said, I believe John Calipari has said, now keep in mind, Kentucky's on like the other side of the country, but John Calipari has said, I, I will not take my team to Maui. It's just too much on. It's too far and it's too much. Um, by the way, he's going to London. <laughs> I know. I, I, come but on, London's man. actually close. Is, is London it closer? Is. Yeah, it's the, the Maui. Oh, let me do that. You you talk it out. I'm I'm as the crow flying this right now. Yeah, I would I would assume Lexington is closer to London than it is Maui, so maybe his point still stands. But um, it was hard not to notice. Just notice uh, that Creighton and Arizona both came back to the continental United States and uh, took losses and really really shot the ball uh, poorly. Um, like you said, Arizona entered the game averaging 97 and a half points, only scored 66 at Utah, it shot 35.2% from the field, 14.3% from three. Um, they'll get they'll get they'll get right this weekend, I would assume, because next up for Arizona is a home game against Cal. That's on Sunday. Cal, of course, is 0-8 uh, with three double-digit losses. So th- that should be uh, an easy slash lopsided Arizona victory. And then after that, the Wildcats going to go uh, to Las Vegas. You mentioned this and play Indiana next weekend. Indiana, again, undefeated, coming off a big win over North Carolina. How far is London from Lexington? Stunner. You're stunned. Stunner. To Ma- how, long, how far do you think it is as the crow flies to Maui from Lexington? Give me a mileage. 45 miles. Come on, man. Give me an actual guess. The only thing I know is... uh, Just guess a number. Higher than 45, higher than okay. 300. Don't say 301. Okay. We're doing miles from Lexington miles. to London. No, to Maui first, as the crow flies. Which, by the way, there's no crow flying from damn Lexington to Maui, but you get the point. I'm going to say it's 4,000 miles. My friend, I don't have any concept of miles. Hey, what listen, do you want me to do? What is is your four thousand? Is you, is that your Maui or your London guess? Both. I'm guessing that. No, which both. one? Which one? I think London. I think Maui is four thousand miles from Lexington. I have no idea. I would have said that, dude. It's four thousand five miles to London. Okay. Four thousand. It's only. 2,172 miles to Maui. Maui is significantly closer. That's I wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have guessed that. But you know what? Hmm. London, England, it's it's sneaky north. Like, if you ever really look at that map, it's up there. It's up there. Latitude-wise, 
High, high latitude. It's basically the North Pole. That's what people say about London sometimes. It's basically the North Pole. It's the North Pole of the United Kingdom. Yeah, latitude situation there. How about that, though? Impressive. A couple quick notes before we get to the Final Four and one. Uh, UNC lost, of course, Wednesday night. We'll get to that in the Final Four and one. They lost at uh, at IU. Duke seven and two after a composed eighty one seventy two win Wednesday night over Ohio State. Good win. Uh, Miami held serve to beat Rutgers on Wednesday night. Canes are now seven and one. We're the final team to crack the debut edition of my Hey nineteen power rankings. Jim Larinaga kind of quietly getting it done. We'll see. Uh, Kansas won easily ninety one sixty five over Seton Hall. That's a small but encouraging sign for KU fans. Just looking to see this main team maintain its you know top ten reputation. Uh, UConn won again. I have UConn in the top five of my power rankings. Beat Oklahoma State on Thursday night, 74-64. Jordan Hawkins, 26 points, career high. His third game this season of at least three five, uh, five three-pointers. Uh, Adamas Nogo had uh, 20 as well. Huskies have four straight wins against top 50 competition in, at Ken Palm and are ranked fourth at Ken Palm. It's their best standing in that metric since 2009. Kemba Walker's freshman season. Times are very, very good right now in stores, and that team is looking like the best team. I'm including Creighton in this for now. Looks like the best team in the Big East. And then lastly, Arizona State, 7-1. and one. Despite the Bagley noise and unavailability, came back from a 15-point halftime deficit to win at Colorado on a Des Cambridge Jr. three-pointer that he sank on a... Uh, Transition possession with less than three seconds to go. ASU's only loss is by one point at home to Texas Southern. Big time, big time stuff there. And you know what that means, GP? What does it mean? I'm a sun devil. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a sun devil. I'm a sun devil. <laughs> Look at That's not yet on the board. Shouts to Kyle Boone for grabbing that. That will be going onto the board very soon. The sole, the sole reason why I introduced an Arizona State score on the show <laughs> is the next play. I'm a sun devil. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a sun devil. So I perfected good. an impersonation of a sun devil. So good. So, so now I've expanded my repertoire. I can impersonate peacocks and sun devils. So good. That's true. And if Saturday Night Live ever... If Saturday Night Live ever needs somebody who can impersonate peacocks and sun devils, I'm the guy. What if you look at me? What if you're looking at the next Pete Davidson? <laughs> Do we want that? You're not, you're not looking like you're not looking at the next Pete Davidson <laughs> for many reasons. Many, plenty good, <laughs> by the way. Plenty good. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, 
technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You ready to get to the final four and one? I'm I'm ready. I mean, are you ready, my man? I, I, yeah, I'm pulling I away like... this year. I'm pulling away this year. No, 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 no. I'm, I mean, like, is that some hot tea? It feels like you're working through something over there, my buddy. I am still sick. Might be long COVID. Who could tell, who could know for sure? No, I, if I'm being completely honest, I'm sipping on a, a Coke Zero. It's Coke Zero. Dude, it's 10:30 in the morning. At your, time. you don't drink Coke Zero Coke at 10:30 Zero. in the morning. Coke Zero is so good at any time. No, is that crazy? I have a cup of coffee and a Coke Zero every morning. By the way. Okay, I'm just saying we're getting corrected in the comments like crazy, and this is fine. I, I got people saying recheck is 4,300 plus to Maui. That's what I thought. I went to one of these Google distance calculators. I just read what it told me. I agree, 2,000 miles. That cannot possibly be right. So I think we were right initially. I don't know. For all we know, it's 7,000 to London. Uh, Stop lumping me in with your mileage calculations. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> you you're the one that had the mileage calculations. How far is it between free map tools? Terrible. Just terrible. I'll, I'll try this again in a second. Nada, what's, the, uh, what's our standing situation? Well, GP has a very nice record at six and nine. And then it's six and nine. Yeah. Oh, nice. And then Norlander, you're one game ahead at seven and eight. Oh, okay. Mm. Got you right where I want you. Got you. Is my, record, is my record great? No, my record's not great. But at least I'm not Chris Paul this morning, you know? Uh, sure. I'm. I will be picking basketball games. Not going there. Final four in one game. One. It's Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Number six Baylor versus number 14 Gonzaga. Inside the January Jones Pentagon. Ready mark seven. Gonzaga two and a half. You can watch it on. All right. <laughs> I knew I got that peacock. So you, might, you, might, you, might, you might croak if I ask you to do this. So I'm not going to ask you to make a peacock noise on the pot. I don't even know if you can handle it. Let's let's not push it. Let's not push it. I haven't. Tra- I haven't done. It's, I have to. I have to warn. I haven't no, done it in a while. Not, 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 we're not going there. Okay. It's like asking me to get in a batting cage. I ain't. You know. I, I I used to could do it, but I ain't done it in a while. I think I could do it again, but I need to practice a little bit. Yeah, you're not you're not there yet. Uh, I knew I had that Peacock subscription for something. Finally, it's paying on, off tonight. Man. Okay, so the, I'm gonna I'm gonna venture a guess that at least at least eighty percent of our audience, both live on YouTube, hey YouTube, hey. and listening on their phones, watching on video after, did not realize this game is on Peacock because we're not conditioned to think there's any college basketball games on Peacock. I do not have Peacock, so. I got if you want to watch this, I don't know if it's if you can go free trial situation. Uh, but you're going to give me your login, right? That's what's happening tonight. I'm not, I don't want to have to download. Yeah, you got I my login. I think at this okay. point you got no. all my logins. I think you stream more of my stuff than I do. Not true. The only <laughs> login I have for you is the Sunday ticket, which I do still use, and thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. You, um, anybody listening, if you need my Peacock login, just uh, you know, tweet me. Oh my goodness! Yeah, why? Why not? Can we do that? Is that? Can you? Are right, that's what I also don't know. 
dual login situation. Can you watch this and can I watch this at the same time with the login? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do I look like I do? I do I, just because I can impersonate a peacock doesn't mean I I, I I know how peacock works. I don't know how this stuff works. Trust I should me, change my peacock password. I should change my peacock password to something totally random that is not uh, even close to any of my other actual passwords, and then just give it out to everybody and see what happens. Let's see what. Happens. Uh, that might be how you get suspended from Twitter. For all I know. Um, no, they, yeah, it, I'm it takes a little more than that. Not, I know. <laughs> it takes a I'm little gonna, more than that. Uh, well, these days you never really know. Um, January Jones, born in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where this game will be yeah. played. Bet you didn't know that. But we, I did know that because you've mentioned this on the podcast before. I Anytime named, you can crowbar in some January Jones references, you're going to take that. You're gonna, I love you're January gonna, Jones. I love her. She seems right. fun, you know? Uh... I, I enjoyed Mad Men. Um, Gonzaga, 5-1 and one all time against Baylor. The only loss. We both know it. Title game, 2021. These teams are both really good at scoring. I would expect this game to be in the 80s. Baylor's averaging 88 a game. Gonzaga, almost 84 a game. By the way, Timmy. Why not? Trivia time. Okay. Drew Timmy's at 20 points, 7.4 rebounds, and 3.1 assists per game. There's only one other high major player averaging at least 27-3 and three this season. Who is it? His team has been mentioned on the podcast today. Hunter Dickinson. Incorrect. Let's see if you can get in three guesses. Stanford. Just Stanford. Keep going. <sighs> has been has been has been is a is a first team All American candidate right now. Chris Murray. Nope. Give me one more. Mm. I don't know. I can't. Jalen Wilson. Only three Jaylen players in the Wilson. country. All right. That's right. No. Yes, he is. He is. Uh, he's been tremendous. Jalen Wilson. Jalen Wilson. Timmy, and then Jake Stevens of Chattanooga. Only players with at least twenty-seven and three averages at this point in the season. I will go. I'll go Gonzaga. You said minus two and a half. I'll take the Zags to cover. Who you got? I will also take Gonzaga, my preseason number one. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Gonzaga's not that good this year. Gonzaga stinks. Why do you have Gonzaga still in the top ten? I told you earlier that Purdue has four wins over top 35 Kimpom teams. Gonzaga has three, and nobody else has that many. So, like, if you're looking for quality wins right now, Purdue has more than anybody else. Gonzaga has more than anybody except Purdue. Now, some of it is they, they schedule aggressively, the Zags do, in November, December, because, you know, they don't have to play an ACC schedule or a Big Ten schedule or a Big 12 schedule from January through March. Uh, so they have more opportunities at big wins. But, like, y'all got to stop with this whole Gonzaga's not very good thing. And Gonzaga has, has beaten Xavier, has beaten Kentucky, has beaten Michigan State. And, yeah, they've lost to Texas and Purdue, but, like, Texas, you could reasonably rank right now Texas and Purdue number one and number two in the country. So I'm still, I, I can acknowledge Gonzaga doesn't look like the great Gonzaga teams we've seen in recent years. Doesn't look like it yet. It may never get there. But like Gonzaga is still one of the 10, 15 best teams in the country. And if we've reached a point with that program where if they're only top 10 or top 15 as opposed to top five, we say that they stink, that's kind of crazy to me. Agreed. Looking forward to this one. Looking forward to your login. Hopefully working. What's next? Game two. 
Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, number 16, Illinois, at number 22, Maryland, inside Mellow Trimble Center. Betting markets have it Maryland, minus one and a half. You can watch it on Big Ten Network. I got that channel. I got that channel. Uh, these have been two of the more You don't want to get into I got that channel contest with me. I'm not trying to get into it. I'm just letting people know that I got this channel. Sounds not like you're trying to get into a I uh, got that channel contest with me, and that's not well, something you, know you want to get involved I got, in. I got the damn Pac-12 network, so I got everything. I got I every other channel. I have every other channel in the world except for the Pac-12 network. Illinois beating teams by 24 points on average so far this season. Maryland, 22 points on average. Have been blowing most teams out. Obviously, some of that is by game material, but not everything. Illinois lost four straight against the Terps. Is trying to win at Maryland for the first time since 2011. Maryland wasn't even in the Big Ten the last time that happened. It was an ACC Big Ten Challenge game. Illinois, how about this one? Won 10 of its last 13 games on the road in Big Ten. 10 and 3. Last 13 times on the Big Road. Uh, on the in, in Big Road competition. On the Big Ten competition on the road. And 15 of its last 19. Shouts to Illinois Sports Information for that stat. That is a good one. Illinois has been reliable road warriors. Uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. has been terrific. He's also, in my opinion, you know, in that All-American discussion, first team, second team, wherever you want to put him, 19.9 points, 6.3 rebounds, 3.6 assists, only one of seven players in the country averaging at least those minimum thresholds. Big time game in this building. The last time a game was this anticipated in that building, I was there. Leap day, 2020, Michigan State, Maryland. We had no idea we were on the precipice of a canceled season. I will go. I think I Illinois know. is the better team. Give me, a, give me a line. I straight up. I cannot pick against Maryland inside the Mellow Trimble Center. Yes, you can. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Not with the ghost of Gravis Vasquez floating around that place. I'm taking Maryland, minus the points. Is that what's happening inside the Xfinity Center? <laughs> yeah, Gravis. Haunted? The ghost of Gravis. Yeah, it's haunted. It's haunted alive, by the ghost man. of Gravis. Walking amongst us, he's on the terra firma, just so we're clear. When's the last time you saw it? When's the last time you saw it? I can't, I can't, I can't say, but I, See? I feel confident. You don't know. I can check the Wikipedia page right now. By the way. I'll save it for the we got Kentucky on this final four and one. Of course we, we do. Right? And next, the next game, I got the I got the distances. I got the real ones. So, greatest fact. Game three is the ghost of greatest Vasquez. <laughs> game three, Sunday, one p.m. Eastern. It's number nineteen, Kentucky against Michigan inside Megan Markle Arena in London. Kim Palm has a Kentucky Although- minus nine. You can watch it on ABC. I got that channel. I got ABC. Okay. Couple, couple of things. First of all, no one's, no one's boasting about having ABC. This isn't 1958. Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> I have ABC. I got ABC. I got, I got <laughs> you know how much okay. easier it is to have ABC than it is the Pac-12 Network. All right. Couple of things. First of all, are you old enough on yes. this note? I'm definitely old enough. I'm too old, actually. You're old enough that the first TV maybe you can ever remember having was literally the one where you'd go and turn the dial on it. Are you that? Are you that old? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. That was yeah. 
we got like 19 year olds listening to this podcast could not possibly imagine that to change the we would have tvs i'm barely like uh, you know three years old i can barely remember this but you'd go up turn the damn knob and a television had 12 stations that big big and your television was like a big block yep. it was like a big block it had, it had the antenna too do you still have any tube televisions in your home I'm trying to be a TV, but I think I'm almost a sun devil. Now. Yeah, no, you, a sun, you think you're a TV, but you're a sun devil. You, you're trying to be a TV, but you're actually a sun devil. Oh, man. What a podcast here. Okay. You, my friend, credit mm-hmm. here. According to GPS slash coordinates.net forward slash distance, 4,868 miles Lexington to Maui. So you were pretty close on the first one. Now let's dial up, let's dial up this UK thing, four eight six eight, because we both thought Maui was longer, and we were both correct. Three thousand four hundred and fourteen miles to London. Perry was onto something. This is not as long as a trip, which might explain why you said Kentucky is getting is giving nine, according to Ken Palm. That's what that's what it says. Kentucky minus nine. Nine. That is disrespectful. I will take UK to win. I'm I can't. Michigan's going to close inside that number. I'm with you. Number too big. Too big. It's too big of a number. I think Kentucky wins the game, but yeah, I think Michigan can keep it within nine points. Um, Kentucky needs a, a a win over a quality opponent. Right now, five and two. Overall, but 0-2 against teams ranked in the top 100 at Kenpom. Lost to Michigan State, Gonzaga. Best wins over Duquesne. So, you're able to beat Michigan. You at least got a, a one nice win on your resume in early December. Jed Howard, by the way. Remember how I tried to tell you he was going to be great? I'm looking at everybody updating their mock drafts. Everybody's over there. I see it. I, I see everybody the- updating their mock drafts. And guess who's in all of them now? Jed Howard. Just like I told you he would be. All due respect to the recruiting analysts. I love those guys. But I was like, how is Jed Howard outside of the top 40 in the class of 2022? That seems crazy to me. Now people got him as a projected first-round draft pick. One and done. I discovered Jed Howard. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm taking credit for I discovered Jed Howard before Juwan. I'm taking credit for that one. What if you knew Jed? How wild would that be? I discovered Jed Howard. So at this point in my career, I've been doing this a long time now. I discovered Jet Howard, Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre, and who Who's else did I discover? Played, who is the guy? Mickey who was Mitchell? Still, is it Mickey yes, Mitchell? Mickey Mitchell. I discovered Mickey Mitchell. Like Twenty-four. <laughs> Before you <laughs> I discovered Mickey, I discovered Mickey Mitchell, Mitchell in like 02. Yeah. Yeah. And and Lamelo Ball. I discovered Lamelo Ball. That's you know what. There is something that's actually kind of true. That's kind of that's kind of true. That is actually kind of true. You're on that. You're on that train first. What's next? Game four, Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Number 18, North Carolina at Virginia Tech inside Seth Greenberg Coliseum. Kim has it. Seth deserves that. My man. You object? You. Who do you think that Coliseum should be named after, if not Seth Greenberg? Come on, man. 
One of the greatest scorers of the past 20 years. Bimbo Coles? No. Eric Green. Of the nation scoring. Give it to him. Four-year player there. Shouts to Eric Green. Is he the one that won ACC Player of the Year Ooh. with like two wins? Virginia Tech's got a guy like that. Like they finished like terribly, and he was like co ACC Player of the Year. Uh, it made let's no sense, see. dude. You're you're close to it. I think you're right. Um, Thirteen and nineteen is senior season, and went four and fifteen against ACC competition. I think that happened. Yeah, twenty. And they gave him a co ACC Player of the Year. That's outrageous. That's you know what, Eric Greencourt. Eric Greencourt. No, it said it. no. That's outrageous. That guy. Hey, he's I'm already got court. Seth Greenberg. Okay, give him the court. Seth Greenberg Coliseum. On Eric Greencourt. Kim Palm has a Virginia Tech minus one. You can watch it on the ACC Network. I got that channel. Get on, my man. Carolina on a three-game losing streak. If Carolina loses this game, they will, the Tar Heels, within a you know, two-week span, go from number one in the AP poll to unranked in the AP poll, I predict. You still have this t- Explain yourself. You still have this team ranked. I saw this yesterday. What are you doing? I have them 25th. Yeah, get them out of there. What are we doing? I mean, their losses are... Yeah, they have been barely... They have they've eked by mid-major competition, and then they deservedly got booted by Iowa State. Alabama, they were in it, and then Indiana. On the road, I get it. I, I don't think that team should be in your top 25. More. It's it, totally reasonable opinion. By Sunday night, the Tar Heels will either have a win at Virginia Tech that qualifies as a quality win, or, uh, or they'll be out of the top 25 and one. I promise you that. Uh, do you see this quote from Hubert Davis after the Indiana game? Interesting quote. Um, I don't I don't know what the question was because I just read the quote, but I, I'm assuming the question is something. It, it might have just been an opening thought or what was the difference in the game or something like that. But here's what Hubert reportedly said, uh, according to the Associated Press. He said the difference was Trace Jackson Davis. Indiana has a player that they can run offense through that can generate points on every possession. And as of right now, we don't have that. We don't have that in the post. That's an interesting thing to say when you got a preseason first team All-American in the post. That is. Now, it could be in reference, just to be completely fair, in reference to Armando Baycott is banged up. Like had an ankle thing and then a shoulder thing. And maybe that's what he meant. Like we don't have that in the post right now because we're not healthy. I'm just giving the benefit of the doubt. Or I'm just uh, offering that up as a possibility. But like Baycott played in that game and got outplayed pretty convincingly uh, by Trace Jackson Davis. I just, I don't know. The quote stood out to me. Trace Jackson Davis is the difference. Indiana has a player that can run offense through that can generate points on every possession. And as of right now, we don't have that. We don't have that in the post. Yeah, we'll we'll talk heels win or lose Sunday because of this game. And we'll see how effective Baycott can be. It's not just him, for sure. I still think they need to to play through RJ Davis more than they are, but we'll see. Virginia Tech is seven and one. The only loss is a road loss by two at a decent mid-major team in Charleston. Only has played one top 100 team, and that's a win. They beat Penn State. Uh, but, you know, Virginia Tech's a made bucket away from being undefeated. At home, I, I got to take the Hokies here, man. Mike Young, very good coach, good offensive team. Carolina can, Carolina can win the game, but... 
Like in this spot with all I've seen, it's it's now reached a spot where I'm like, all right, I'm I can't pick UNC. You need to show me you are capable of doing this. We have not seen this yet this season. Literally, have not seen it yet this season. So until I see it, I'm not going to go with the heels in this kind of in this kind of uh, situation. Virginia Tech to win. I'm not going to turn my back on Leaky Black. <laughs> you I'm not going to turn my back on Leaky Black. It's that picking the, the Hokies doesn't mean I'm Leaky. I'm not turning my back on you. Just letting you know. You're turning your back on Leaky Black. That's not something I'm comfortable doing. Couple things I'm not comfortable doing: picking against Grady Dick as an underdog, and turning my back on Leaky Black. So I will insist that the Tar Heels go to Seth Greenberg Coliseum on Eric Green Court, and I guess technically this would be true. Upset Virginia Tech on Sunday. It's true. True. You got Game Five. Offer it I do. up. Uh, I will. Just a couple notes before we get to game five. Just a few other ones. Saturday, obviously a lot uh, a lot with the college football conference title games, most of which don't really even carry a lot of weight. Three games to know about. First is a CBS game, Oklahoma at Villanova. And how about this quote here? Kyle Neptune, earlier on Friday. Shouts to Jeff Newberg. I'm saying your last name right, Jeff. Um, is a Philly Inquirer reporter. Villanova coach Kyle Neptune says Cam Whitmore is a game-time decision tomorrow versus Oklahoma and has been for the last few games. And then he was asked if there's a chance he plays tomorrow. Quote, definitely there's been a chance for the last week, too. Uh, Newberg continues, when Whitmore returns, he will not be a full go. His minutes count is obviously to be determined. But that would certainly be an interesting development. Villanova needs to win this game to have almost any chance at a at an at-large case down the way. It's obviously just battling and battling and battling uphill at this point. Nova is 2-5. and five. This is a Wells Fargo situation against a good Oklahoma team, an Oklahoma team that's 6-1. and one. Its only loss is to Sam Houston State. So Sam Houston State has been able to take out Utah and Oklahoma in road situations there. Just keep an eye. CBS, 1230, America's Most Watched Network. Network of stars given the urgency of that Villanova game. And I'd love to see Cam Whitmore get out there, even if it's for 10 minutes. So keep an eye. Big Ten Network, 4 Eastern. You'll have Indiana at Rutgers. Good game. See how the Hoosiers respond. Go on the road. Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's Arena at the rack, of course. And then 4.30 Eastern on FS1 is Wisconsin at Marquette. Marquette's at home again, coming off the huge Baylor win. A very good annual once-a-year rivalry, intrastate rivalry uh, between uh, interconference opponents. Like to see that. So three three Saturday ones we're checking in on. And then on Sunday, uh, the only two that we haven't got to are uh, St. John's is going to play at Iowa State, 3 o'clock, ESPN 2. It's just the first real test for St. John's, which is undefeated. Wouldn't expect him to come out of there with a win, but not unthinkable. And then there's actually a quality, you know, like to give a little mid-major love here on the pod every now and again. 8.30 Sunday night. Hell, we'll probably be podcasting when this game's happening. But 6-0 Utah State is playing against 7-1 San Fran. So a nice mid-major matchup between those teams. My game is going to be a Saturday matchup. And it's going to involve West Virginia going to play on two Holloway Court, my man. Mm, two Holloway zip Court. Them up. Zip them up. Zip them up. West Virginia at Xavier. It's a 6.30 p.m. Eastern tip on Saturday on Fox Sports 1 on 2 Holloway Court. West Virginia, 6-1. and one, Only lost to Purdue at PK-85. Xavier at this point, 5-3. and three. 
has played four power conference teams, has won in three of those spots, has a win over Florida, has lost at home and by two points to Indiana, and then was competitive in both games against Duke and Gonzaga in Portland. I had a story go up on Wednesday. I was with Sean Miller as the team prepared to play Duke. So if you have not read it, please do read it. We'll drop a, a link to it. You, in better the carve out, you better carve out 23 minutes. You better have 23 minutes of spare time. The the time algorithm for reading is inflated, so it's really like a 16, 17-minute read, I'll just say. Unless you're really moving at a, at a snail's pace there, it will not take you that long. But yeah, I uh, it's it's half the story is about preparing for Duke and locker room scenes and all that stuff, and the other half is is the Sean Miller angle on it and you know what he did in his year away. And I, I will say, I, I was the one that pitched this. I, I asked Sean two months ago, and he, he said he'd most likely be willing to do it. I asked him again at Big East Me today. said yes. So credit to him for allowing this. It was unthinkable that Sean Miller would allow this kind of all-access thing as recently as two seasons ago. So uh, a credit to him for doing that. And certainly, uh, you know, they're, they're not a perfect team right now. And I think it would have been easy for other coaches in that position just to say, not yet, not quite ready. But he took a chance. And I also... to to be transparent on this and I, I and I was tried to guard against writing about this too much like he knows he needs this kind of thing to help repair some of his reputation because I mean even I had a coach call me Wednesday night just to talk about the story and the coach said you know I've been in the room I've been in the same room with Sean a couple times I find him to be one of the most interesting guys in our profession because you know he's got some guys who like respect him as a coach and consider him like you know one of the top 10 coaches just purely on the on the whiteboard and x and o and all that stuff but then there are coaches that you know ever since the fbi stuff came out like he he has you know alienated himself from a certain segment of the profession and so this coach was just saying like i'm just super fascinated i don't know him that well i've actually wanted to get to know him and you know the story really shed a light on that and it is it is interesting i do think parish he is he actually has changed a certain degree, which is evidenced by even, again, allowing the story to begin with. And I thought the biggest thing was, and I didn't know if he was going to go there. Uh, I didn't ask about Arizona specifically. He went there and said, I have no bitterness toward Arizona whatsoever. My All three of my sons have either graduated or are graduating from that university. We had nothing but support forever there. And I think it was tough for him to accept the firing as, it, as he knew it was coming down the pike. But... Once it finally happened and his wife told me, like, once it was done and he was fired, like, you you know, he needed to, to break away. And he did nothing for, like, two months of the, of the you know, that April and May of 21. It was just, uh, you know, it was it was an interesting up-close look. I think Xavier will make the tournament this season. It's got defensive issues. I'll pick the game here in just a second. But um, anyway, any thoughts on any of that? Yeah, I will me? say I'm glad that Sean let you do that because I know – like he took a beating from basically everybody, right? I mean, we've all, most of us have said things that I'm certain Sean either just doesn't like, period, or doesn't agree with. And I, I know that he went through a time, as as is completely understood, where it was like it's me against the world and media types that I know he had you know, relatively good relationships with kind of just disappeared. Like he, it, it was just like, you know, I talked to somebody, Hey, have you talked to Sean lately? Nah, he's not taking my calls. Um, I, I saw somebody, 
I didn't see this with my own eyes, uh, so I should rephrase. But I heard, you know, after all the FBI stuff came out and it, it was, you know, he went, I mean, he was, it, it got, if you remember in real time, it was like, he's not going to survive this. Like it's, it's over for him. And then he like kept coaching. And, yeah. and so I, I, I was told a, a media person who has a good, had had a good and perhaps has a good one now uh, approached him like at some grassroots event. And was like, uh, hey, hey, good to see you. Or hey, and, and, and Sean just like blew them off completely. Like, hey, man, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I, I heard what you said or I saw what you wrote. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to you. And I guess that's no- normal to like nobody likes to be criticized. and Nobody likes to be called a cheater. And Sean dealt with all of that stuff. And if his position on that has softened a bit to the point where he's like, listen, I don't. I'm not mad at anybody anymore. I'm not upset with Arizona. I'm not bitter. I think that's a great place to be because um, walking around every day in life, this is something This is something I've learned as I've gotten older with resentment or bitterness toward people who have either done you wrong or you think did you wrong. It's just it wears you out more than it hurts anybody else uh, carrying that stuff around with you all the time. Like I can genuinely say at this point in my life, and I've been here for a few years, but I don't, I don't carry any resentment, bitterness toward anybody. Um, like literally anybody, I, you know, you, you either matter to me in a good way or you don't matter to me at all. But like, I don't walk around consumed with, I can't stand that person. That person did this. Um, I can't believe the person did that. I just don't, I don't, I let up, you just let it all go. And if Sean has come closer to reaching that point, and it sounds like he has, I think that's a a, a really great uh, place to be um, because it's 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 just a healthier place to be, and uh, you know, and, and and it's an easier way to live. Uh, agreed. And yeah, I, you know, I, I talked with his wife Amy for for a while, and some of her quotes are in there, and even some stuff that didn't make it, like you know. Her and Sean both very, very quick to acknowledge and recognize that, you know, 10 people were charged in in that FBI case and people had to spend time in prison. And I didn't talk to Sean on record or off record uh, about Book Richardson because he's just not allowed to talk about that stuff yet. And I once the stuff happened, I actually think the Arizona IARP result, I think it's coming this month. And that's based off of previous sources telling me that over the summer, like the expectation is it would be. Here before December gets out, we'll see if that winds up being the case or if it's January. Uh, but once it does come out, like he'll have an opportunity to speak to some of it, if not all of it. It'll be up to him to how much he really wants to dive back into that. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I think this was this was good for him, and he's clearly thought thought through a lot of this stuff. And it also applies to on the court. You know, he's running a com- not a completely different offense, but he's st- like he was happy for. Arizona and Tommy Lloyd, his wife said like first couple of games, obviously it was tough, but like he, once they got going and he was like studying their stuff, like happy for them, which is yeah, very and, healthy. And I, and, I, and I hope we're not telling secrets here. Um, I don't think Tommy would mind us saying this, but um, there was one night after Tommy got the Arizona job where me and I think it was me, you and him ended up, yeah. you know, just getting a late bite to eat or whatever. And Tommy was like, Sean's been great. Like, I think he told a story of like, he went and picked Sean up and they went and like, you know, spent time, spent real time together. And so you never know how that's going to be, 
you know, you're the head coach here and then that you get pushed out and they hire, you know, somebody else and, and, but you're still living in this place. And do you you just want to, are you just mad at the world and rooting for failure or do you let it go and, and try to be helpful in whatever way you can be helpful and for whatever it's worth. And I actually think it's, it's worth something and, and says something about Sean, uh, Tom, Tommy said that, you know, he did reach out to Sean and, and tried to, you know, just, Hey, you've had this job. It, it, that let, you know, what, what do I need to know? And, and, and he said, he said, I just remember that he said, Sean mm-hmm. has been great. And I think that speaks well of Sean. Uh, agreed. So if you haven't read the story, there's plenty more in there. Uh, I do encourage you to do so. The game five is West Virginia at Xavier. But speaking of not letting go of stuff, uh, <laughs> is is Bob Huggins, and I did love this this tongue in cheek quote. Uh, maybe tongue not firmly planted in cheek. He was asked about playing Xavier again, obviously dating back to his days running the Cincinnati program. That's one of the better rivalries in the sport. He said, "I don't have any good thoughts on Xavier whatsoever." <laughs> Hell yeah, bring me all of that energy on Saturday. Couldn't love it anymore. GP, it it is it is fun. It is funny, like the Cincinnati Xavier thing. Regardless of who the coaches are, like they they really don't like each. They, there's like real, like there are great rivalries in sports and college athletics, but like, um, you know, the coaches don't always hate each other, and and, and or or the coach maybe not hate each other, but hate the other program. Like or I don't know that like, Lane. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that Lane Kiffin hates Mississippi State University. Uh, you know, he just happens to coach at Ole Miss, and then there's another school in the SEC in the state, and whatever. But, but you know, Hugs clearly doesn't like Xavier as an institution. And I Love remember it. this a long time ago when Mick Cronin was still the head coach at, at Cincinnati, and I guess Sean was probably at Xavier at this time. If it lines up, I just remember I was in Cincinnati for something. I don't know. And I went to a Cincinnati practice and Mick was like, and after the practice, Mick, you know, we're just talking and Mick's like, uh, so where are you? Uh, what do you, what do you, where are you going next? Like, what's next on your deal? I said, well, I think I'm going to go over to Xavier, uh, tomorrow. And he was like, oh, you should, they're going to be good. I hate them, but they're going to be good. <laughs> and, uh, I think this is when Sean was still the head coach and Chris Mack was, was uh, on his staff as oh, an wow. assistant coach. Yeah, way back then. I just remember Mick saying, "Oh, you should go see them. They're going to be they're going to be really good." I hate them, but they're going to be really good. So, you obviously got the the fight um and the zip them up thing. There's a lot of yeah. stuff connected to 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 Xavier Cincinnati and and Hugs being back in Cincinnati playing against Xavier. That's good. That's I'm glad you picked this that game. Good. This is Big 12 Big East uh battle as we mentioned earlier on the podcast. So, uh, Xavier's got this game a week off and then Cincinnati, uh, I would imagine it's actually going to be this game player finals and then Cincinnati. So for, for the guys on the roster, it's actually a, a pretty big week, probably a pretty loaded week overall. I would advise Xavier to minimally go one and one in the next two. It's going to be at Cincinnati. This one's at home. Otherwise it's not that it won't make the tournament. It's just, you need another quality win non-conference to help yourself so that if you, you take some losses in big East play, you can build up enough of a resume here. It's Xavier GP minus two versus the Mountaineers. Who are you going to take? I'm going to take Xavier inside Sinta Center. Okay. I just, I think they are comparable teams. I think they're comparable teams. Although I do have West Virginia 26 in the top 25 and one right now. But I think they're comparable teams. 
And when you got comparable, comparable teams in a small number, I'll just take the home team. I will go with you on this because uh, they certainly, Xavier has the offense to do it. They almost beat Indiana at home at Cintas. So I will take X to get a to get a, a big win here and in doing so help its overall standing. And don't know if that'll be good enough to, to get him into a top 25 situation. Probably not just yet, but there's real good uh, potential for that one. And I'm eager to see how the fans there uh, greet Bob Huggins when he walks back into that building. I don't have the data in front of me. I, it would have been, I assume, the last time he was coaching at Cincinnati. Uh, let me bring up Huggins real quick for you here, GP, because actually, how long has it been since he walked into this? So Huggins was, so oh five, oh five. So if, if, let's see, when they played him that year, that was a home game. Wow, look at, here's how this has changed, though. Just brought up the schedule. His last season, 0405. This game was, uh, I wish this was the, the deal now. It's just not going to be with league schedules and TV stuff. This game was in the middle of February, GP, in 05. That's awesome. That is a great way to break up the league schedule. Last time that Huggins was at Cincinnati, he played Xavier. Um, yeah, February 10th. But the last time that he actually played, walked into the building, was two th- February 3rd, 2004. Uh, he lost 71 69 that year. Uh, Cincinnati was actually damn good. They were both good teams that season. Xavier was twenty six and eleven under Thad Mata. So it's been eight, eight what, sixteen years since he uh, since he last walked into Cintas. I would assume. Looking forward to watching that one on Saturday night. You ready to get out of here? Get on with our days. Let's go. Get, let's go ahead and make sure we're logged in to Peacock. I, I'm I'm gonna be yes. You're gonna need, you're gonna need it first. You need to text me your login. Yep, I'm gonna text it to everybody. You, you, you might hold everybody on, You might need to change your password. Yep. Text me the password. Right. And then tonight at like 7.30, you tweet out your password. To the whole world. Yep. Let's break Peacock. Let's do it. What what Taylor Swift is to Ticketmaster, I am to Peacock. That Peacock drop on the board, too. I'm a sun devil. I don't have it anymore. It will be going on the board. It will be going on the board. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Larnell and Huck. Thank you guys once again. Listen to the Island College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars, nice review. Write some words. There's more of us than there are of them. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do that. Smash the like button before you get out of here. And we're going to talk to you again on Sunday night. Till then, take care.